0: The Feywild is a land of soft lights and wonder, a place of music, a place of death, a realm of everlasting twilight where deliciously tempered breezes send fat fireflies bobbing through fields and forests. The witch carnival can get you there. Move quickly if you find it, adventurer, for the eight-year tour is nearly at an end. Something is wrong in the Feywild. A place known as Presphere is under the influence of... something else. Restore to right all that has been made wrong. Become the hero you long to be, adventurer. And trust in this. The Witchlight Carnival is so much more than you realize. Welcome to Wizards & Wine, the wild beyond the Witchlight a Dungeons and Dragons podcast. All right. Welcome to Wizards and Wine. I am Melinda. I will be your DM for the day today. We are back to the Halifax table. Ladies, welcome back. Thank you. How has your uh, your week been? Oh. Or I guess your two weeks since the last time we spoke. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah. It looks
1: nice. I got a new cat around, so lots of good times. Yes. yeah
0: Has she chewed anything of value yet? Uh. Uh, no. Okay. Give it a I minute. play
1: with her a lot. a lot of time.
0: Oh, okay. Well, that probably will help quite a bit. I can remember uh, when we first got Chop, bless his heart. He um, decided that he would lay underneath a desk and chew on computer cords. And he quickly learned that that was not a good idea.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> right? Oh, Bobby. Yeah.
0: He never chewed a cord again, though. So, there's that.
2: Yeah, our, our old dog farley used to do that. Yeah. Uh, they weren't usually plugged in, but yeah, he definitely um
0: it's so weird. Why did, why would you want to oh, do something like that? I don't that? get it. Yeah, me either. I don't get it. Um we are down a player this week. We are down Cynthia. So, Rain uh will be tagging along uh but uh, probably won't be super active. Uh so it's going to come down to Liam apple and Cypress to get us through uh what we need to get through today when we left off last week you guys had uh gone through some existential conversations with featherine over in the uh gondola ride featherine you know asked you very important questions like how do i know you exist is time an illusion um and that's pretty much what the big questions were weren't they how do i know you exist and in- is yeah. time in a, in a world in a world of magic is time just Four an illusion? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> but it was fun, and you guys impressed Featherine with your answers. You were able to go toe to toe in this philosophical conversation. You now have uh, Featherine to lean on should you need any more information, because the river really does go all through the carnival. I so. Was- Featherine.
2: I'm sorry. If we want to talk to Featherine, we need to go over there, right? She won't just like telepathically speak to her mind. Uh it's She won't gandola. suddenly,
0: conveniently show up. Around yeah, around she may around. just conveniently
2: show up. Exactly.
0: Um, <laughs> she's so. a bird. Yeah, That's exciting. Yeah. Um, she's a giant bird. She's huge. Yeah. Yeah. She's a, she's a big girl. Um, let me think. What were the things that you guys learned last week? You learned that actually things that I keep mean... coming up is uh, that burly Is looking for his brother Hurley and he's not sure where he is. Uh, He disappeared. Burley thinks it's because Hurley felt he didn't quite fit in um, in the carnival. So he thinks that he just kind of, um, you know, like a 13 year old girl, packed his toys and went home. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, um... Oh, uh, I can say what happened or what I remember. Yeah. What other rumors uh, though were there before before we before we do the recap? What were the what are the rumors that you guys know so far? You know about the failed um, proposal, proposal between yeah. Candlefoot and Palasha. Yeah, um, and um,
1: the Kenku. Mhm. Does that count? Yep, sure does. Kenku, that's wonderful.
0: Yeah, causing all of the mayhem or some of the mayhem anyway. And um, you, get, you guys did meet um, Eliwick Tumblestrom, um, but she's not as important in your story hook as she is in the other group. However, it is an important NPC for you guys to uh, not forget about, and also for me to not forget about. Uh, <laughs> because uh, she also holds... Uh, some information and if you guys get stuck uh, she can help steer you in, uh, in a direction if you so choose um, but yeah, Aaron, uh, can you give us a quick recap of what happened last week?
1: Okay. I don't have as much as I did last time. I might have missed some That's okay. But I got some Alright. Okay um, Day 2 Watched a guy get rejected outside the Hall of Illusions. The Goon Squad got God <laughs> Sorry, I did read it right the goon squad got got by a tricky witch trap, and made, made, and made to make them what? <laughs> and made to make them laugh like fools. It was hilarious. Met a turtle man who's a journalist. He had opinions about a dude who got laughed. The dude who got laughed at. We went to the bubble. <laughs> oh my god. The bubble pop bubble teapot. Pop te- I put bubble pop teapot. <laughs> te- <laughs> And floated around, it was pretty awesome Feasting Orchard was a good time We got to eat more cupcakes than is normally allowed For the cost, best attraction Mm. Naturally, Cyprus was the winner
0: (laughs) Naturally Yeah, there seems to be uh, There seems to be a theme here of Cyprus winning contests Yes (laughs) Uh, Apple met
1: a little gnome lady Studying, Mm -hmm. that's all I have
0: Yeah, that was Elliwick Thumblstrom That was her all right, so... That's my got. <laughs> and you guys were on your way. Was that, is that correct accurate in my memory, that you guys were on your way to the Dragonfly Rides and skipping the carousel, correct?
1: No, we were going to go on the carousel because I... Um, I don't remember why, but we ended up wanting to go there.
0: Okay. All yeah. right, so we will start. At uh the carousel, then. Let me move you guys. As you approach the carousel, you see a procession of wooden unicorns. They're standing motionless in a circular wooden platform. Fairgoers climb onto the unicorn's back, and a female centaur sets the ride in motion. The unicorns shake their manes and creak to life, cantering around the carousel to the delight of their riders. So you approach the carousel.
2: Heck yeah, I like unicorns. You do see the
0: centaur standing the controls and she's watching very carefully as, you know, everything goes around in a circle. And almost as though she feels you guys watching her, she kind of turns around and and nods her head and shows you where to queue up so you can get in line to jump onto the carousel when it's time. And she looks a little bit troubled as she sees some of the uh, horses going around. Give me a perception check, everybody or anybody.
1: Let me click the perception button. Do it. I have a minus one to perception.
0: Hey, thirteen. Thirteen <gasps> for Cypress. Ooh, twenty uh, for, 20 Apple for me. Woo. Oh my gosh! All right, you guys all did really well. But as you're standing there and you're you're watching uh, Diana Cloppington, uh, you don't even know her name yet. Hang on a second. <laughs> you're watching the centaur. I
2: like the name. Yeah, what's her like name? name. Daniela.
0: You no, know, Diana Cloppington. She doesn't look the way that you would expect a centaur to look. Yes, she has the horse part, and the horse is is brown and white spots. But the human half of her looks decidedly more human than you're used to seeing when it comes to a centaur. Like, they they tend to take on some of the markings that you see, like, on the horse part of it. But there's nothing about this. It looks like if you saw her, um, like, from the waist up, And you didn't see the horse half you would just assume it was a a human standing there there's nothing else horsey about her does that make any sense i don't know i'm struggling with that one she looks like she should be two very separate creatures there's nothing that shows you or any indication that this should be one being as she's like watching these horses go by and you guys are are starting to pay a little bit more attention to what's going on in the carousel than uh what's going on with uh, the operator Um, you guys start to notice that each pair of horses, there's a name and then on the bridle of the, uh, partner horse in that pair, um, the names seem to be kind of rubbed off from people just general, you know, um, wear of paint on something that people are climbing onto and off of all the time. You start to see her look a a little more, uh, I'm going to say the word deflated, but I don't think that that's what I mean. Mournful? No, that's a little bit too heavy. She just looks bothered by something, I guess is is the best way to put it. And she uh, turns to you guys. She uh, just kind of cocks her head to the side and says, I think I've been hearing about, you guys are the ones that are traveling around with rain, right? Yes. Yeah, we've been hearing a little bit about you guys. You guys had a lot of oh, we're fun. Oh, infamous. Yeah, you guys had a lot of fun uh, down in the uh, snail races, right? <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean,
0: it yeah. was fun. Yeah, and she uh, kind of uh, goes, you, and you were your cypress, right? You won the snail race. Yes, I did. Yeah, and oh, she like her Majesty did. Well, but you were the rider. I mean, clearly you had something to do with it. Yeah, she did all the work she comes over and she gives you a high five and she's like, listen, I can give you guys a ride on the carousel for free if you don't mind helping me out with something. (gasps) Yes, I was going to
1: say, I don't want to waste a ticket on a carousel, but I don't
0: have to. I mean, you say waste. I say gladly pay. We'll just call Mm it, you know, for argument's sake. Um, But what I, I need a little bit of help. And she turns around and she has this little pot with a little paintbrush and some gold paint in it. And she hands each of you one of those. I'm gonna turn like I'm gonna shut down the carousel for like some maintenance after you know this group is finished, and I need you guys to go in onto the carousel for me because I just don't fit because I'm huge. Oh. I need you guys to go on and like touch up the names that are on the bridles of the horses. Yeah, for sure. Because they're 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 a lot less happy when their names aren't on there completely, and I've been noticing that uh, the ones without names have been getting a little bit. Uh, Henri, shall we say, with uh, with their guests. As she says that as you guys come around, there's like a, a black and white horse. If it was free, it would be like bucking. The, the rider would have gone off of this horse, but because they're kind of confined in the carousel itself, uh, it's not as wild of a movement. It just looks like the rider is getting a little extra something on this uh, trip around mm-hmm. the carousel. But she says, you know, if you if you earn their trust, they will tell you their names and then all you got to do is paint it on there for me and then boom the carousel is back to being 100% instead of running at at 80% like it's been bothering my heart that this ride isn't up to snuff and if Mr. Witch or Mr. Light came by I would probably be in a great deal of trouble but I just can't get in there to paint the names on would you guys mind helping me out Yeah. yeah no problem all right fantastic as people start to come off of the rides she puts up a sign
2: that says that the ride is closed for essential repairs Let's do it. There. Right. Any tips on gaining their trust? Like what what normally works?
0: A, a lot of it comes down to, you know, just being kind and introducing yourself and, you know, if they if they do get quite chatty, make sure you're paying attention. Don't let your attention, you know, wander. They'll find that quite rude. And once they find it quite rude, um, you know they they're not gonna they're not gonna be super talkative, and you're not gonna find out their names. And then you know we're we're
2: all gonna be kind of screwed. Right. I cannot wait to shake hands with these carousel friends.
0: So you guys get onto the carousel. Are you guys gonna split up and go in different directions, or are you guys gonna kind of all stay together and just take turns riding on the horses? I'm gonna.
1: I think we should stay together. Okay. Because yeah. I think Apple is a good opener, and I'm a good. Uh, I can see the deal. Closer. That. I got that good <laughs> perception <laughs> or p- persuasion. Right. Okay. No uh, I think the Apple's actually nicer. <laughs> so, <laughs> like...
0: All right. So as you approach the first pair of horses, uh, the first horse, so this is the horse on the outside of the ring, um, you read on his bridle, uh, it just says fortune. And uh, when you look at the bridle on the horse on the inside circle, so this horse's partner there's the letter b and then it looks like there used to be three letters beside the letter b so there's a four-letter word that starts with b and i can tell you that each of these come from uh different proverbs buck it is not buck
3: Uh, the horse side eyes this horse side eyes you a little bit (laughs) hello i'm cypress
0: hello cypress Sorry, I'm just gonna match energy. I'm <laughs> <You're
2: an> Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Apple. Hey, you're beautiful. I love your. I love your um your mane. Thanks. I made Orange. it myself.
0: I made it myself. Oh, like the love it. The uh, bee named horse uh kind of like you know tosses the the mane around a little bit. Uh, Bronson. What? Where? Bra- it's four letters. Right, four right? letters, starting with B. <laughs> Bron. Bronson. It's not. Uh, so each pair is from a, a proverb. One is Oh, the other, right, okay. Right, so one, the first horse on the outside, his name is Fortune. So on the inside,
3: starting with the letter B. I'm trying so hard not to Google right now. <laughs> right. I'm not good with proverbs. Um. Yeah, same
2: fortune bounty nope that's not for <laughs> this is gonna be a nightmare is it boon is it boon it's not boon no
1: boob yeah
2: i don't know Is it boob i don't know
1: proverbs either apparently
0: no me neither uh okay um you can move on to the next group you maybe just go around and perhaps get all of the yeah. the full names yeah, oh, yeah. yeah let's do that okay so
3: see you later
0: <laughs> the first one The first pair is Fortune, and one starting with the letter B, and it's four letters long, so. Uh, The second pair you come to is um, Practice, and the second name. Practice makes perfect. um, The second name starts with uh, the letter P. There's three blank spots, and then there's a CH. Preach, hey, really? Yep. Yeah, practice what you preach. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so uh, you can go ahead and, and paint that onto the horse, and
2: as and I, she, I say, hello, hello, Preach. I'm Apple.
0: And she kind of like whinnies a little bit and and like stomps like very excitedly, and is like, oh, I oh thank goodness, oh, it didn't feel right without my name. Oh, I'm 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 Preach. It's very very nice to meet you. Who are you? Sorry apple moon cake apple you know apples are delicious they really are i'm not made of apples
2: though
0: no you're not
2: (laughs) no i'm really not i'm still stuck on that fortune one
0: it's okay it'll come to you i believe in you uh apple as you're uh you know having this conversation out loud with preach You do get a message from her also telepathically. As the message comes through to you telepathically, it says, you know, I I dare not say these things out loud because I don't want to get into trouble. (laughs) Mr. Witch and Mr. Light tend to have ears everywhere. But she says, I need to tell you something. And I I think it will be very helpful um, to Rain because you guys are friends with Rain, right? That's right. Okay, so... Rain is connected to Zeblina, right? Have you heard her talk about her at all? I don't remember. Okay, well, Zeblina is from Pressmere, actually. It's her domain, Pressmere. And something is happening there, and it's causing that domain to act really, really sketchy. Nobody can quite figure out what's going on. But I've heard that there's a coven of hags And I've learned they have managed to freeze Zablina in time. And that's why nobody has heard from her. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's a big deal, right? That's crazy. I know. I know. And not a lot of people know about it yet. So be very careful with that information. I'd even be very careful if you need to tell the other people that are with you. I would be very careful.
2: Because others might hear us.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And this is all like okay. telepathic. So it's you guys yeah, are Of course. you guys are carrying on like a frivolous conversation out loud, but this is like yeah. a
2: telepathic exchange between you two, okay? My God, I'm so jealous, just seriously having a telepathic conversation. My inner 10-year-old right now. <laughs> a know. telepathic conversation with the unicorn. I know. Oh my god. I know. I know.
0: <laughs> all right. So uh you continue on to the third pair, the horse on the outside. The name is Stone. Uh, when you look at the bridle on the the partner horse on the inside, the inner circle, you see the letter M, two blank spaces, and then an S. Is uh, yeah. Is oh,
4: yeah. Oh, yeah, did Moss? you say...
2: Yeah.
0: Oh, sorry. What was that? Moss. Moss, M-O-S-S. is absolutely correct. Um, oh, yeah. So uh, Moss... Uh, you know, the demeanor of Moss changes quite a bit from being, you know, uh, kind of standoffish um, to being, again, really excited and, uh, you know, super talkative with Cypress out loud, you know, talking about uh, the wonderful time that they have as a unicorn here on the carousel ride inside of the Witchlight Carnival. A lot Mm -hmm. of, like, propaganda-feeling stuff because you keep hearing these things over and over and over and over again when you guys are in the carnival. Moss goes on to tell you she has heard stuff a little bit different than what Preach had heard. She heard that the three hags have seized complete control of Zablina. She heard that they took the domain and they split it in three among themselves. And together they call themselves the Hourglass Coven.
2: So they're like Hocus Pocus ladies. I
0: don't know what Hocus Pocus ladies are, but yeah.
2: The movie?
0: Of course I know the movie. (laughs) Moss doesn't know the movie. (laughs) But yes, of course.
3: That is dangerous. Thanks for letting me know. Saying this in my head.
0: Yeah, of course. And she, she, uh, you know, tells you the same thing that Preach told Apple. That, you know, you have to be very careful with this information. Because uh, Mr. Witch and Mr. Light do have ears everywhere. And uh, this is kind of information that, uh, if you know it, could be considered a bit of a threat to Mr. Witch and Mr. Light. Thank you. You're very welcome. Thanks for knowing my name. That just sounded really creepy. Uh, okay, let's just <laughs> carefully move on. Uh, the fourth, oh the fourth pair, uh, the uh, horse on the outside circle, it, the name is Stitch, and the horse on the inside, of, uh, the pair to Stitch, there is uh, two blank spaces, the letter N, and then a blank space, letter N. So, space, space, and space. I have no idea.
2: Yeah, because I was going to say, like, time, time, like, stitch in time, but, yeah, that wouldn't be an What's the rest of that one? Stitch in time.
0: Saves. (laughs) Nine! (gasps) Nine. Nine.
3: (laughs) Glad you remember the rest of it, because I forgot there was.
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: I did not. I don't know if I've ever heard that one.
0: Uh, you Apparently should see, you sh- yeah, you should <laughs> see the one that's in the book because I think that was I, I replaced one of them. I can't remember exactly which one it was, but there was one, and I was like, I've never even heard of that one. So, um, okay, so a stitch in time saves nine. Um, okay, so Apple, uh, you introduce yourself to Nine. And... Nine, I'm Apple. Hi, I'm Nine, and um, I have some information too about the Hourglass Coven. Do you want to hear about it? Do you want to hear about that? I would that? love to. Okay, so I would love to. So the Hourglass Coven, right? You know how they took over like Zablina's um, domain um it's called Pressmere, and they've like they broke it into three different places and um I, I know their names though. Do you want to know what their names Ooh. are? Oh. Yeah, Definitely. Yes, please. Okay. Yes, please. So the Coven, the Coven, there are there's B- B- Bavlorna, Bavlorna Blightstraw. <laughs> okay. Fine. But, yep. No. All good. All good. But Bavlorna But Blar- B- She's one of them. The other. The other one is is Scabatha. Scabatha. Nightshade. Nightshade. Scabatha Nightshade. These are the three hags. I mean, yes. That name is awesome. Scabatha. Scabatha. <laughs> really scary, if you ask me. That's an awesome
1: name. I mean, pretty
0: great. I That's think it's. Great. I think it's really scary. Um. In the, the third the third one, um her name her name is Endoline is Endoline Endolyn Endolin Moongrave. That's her name.
2: Moongrave. I like that one. Alright, those are no so those are and I telepathically back. Those are the three hags. Yeah, they're the they're the hourglass coven. And they have a lot to do okay. with this carnival. I'm not exactly sure how, but I know their names. Okay. Thank you for this information. I will keep it silent until i can tell these guys
0: yeah uh, you gotta find a, a really cl- a really quiet really really quiet like really quiet place if you're gonna you know get that information over. so
2: should it be really quiet it should be really quiet yeah <laughs> how quiet
0: like so quiet all right so do you want to go back to the first pair and see if you can solve that one Okay, so uh, you go back to the force one, the first one, and uh, fortune is there, and fortune's kind of like rolling your eyes, and you know, like the other horse that's attached to fortune is so, gosh darn dramatic. <laughs> it's just always being a bit of a problem, uh, but again, it's fortune, and then the uh, pair to fortune has the letter B, and then three spaces where uh, the letters should go. Boone. No.
3: Bold. Bold. Oh, bold
0: it is bold yes fortune <gasps> favors the bold
3: <laughs> yay wow. nice
0: done all right so you guys got all of that let me see if there's you we'll get that information and you've got that information oh um so hi i'm bold um thank you Hello. thank you for putting my name back i really really appreciate it i just don't feel like myself when i don't have my name isn't that strange no it's a good name Right? Bold. Sounds heroic, right? Yeah? Yeah. Too bad I'm stuck driving in circles with children climbing all over me all the time, but, you know, fortune favors the bold. You ever think of escaping? Escaping? I cannot escape the carousel. Why not? I cannot leave. As soon as I leave, magic disappears. Oh, God. Okay. That is bad news. But... So I heard, I've heard the other ones talking, um, because you know, we all, we all like share like brain space, right? Like we're all connected. And I know that, you know, that, you know, about Bevlorna and that you know about Scabatha and that, you know, about Endolin and you know what they're up to, but I can tell you more. Tell. Want more. Okay. So more is that, um, they're all like really suspicious of each other, like really. And Each one believes that the other two are out to get them. Isn't that weird? I mean, I thought a coven was supposed to be like unified, but they're all super suspicious of each other. So, so suspicious, in fact, that they had to take Presmere and then they split it into three. Do you want to know what they call it now?
3: What do they call it?
0: They call it hither, tither, and yawn. And each, 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 each hag is like responsible for for one of the places. Which one's oh, which wow. then? Um, which one is which? Um, I don't know, but I know that they have broken Pressmeer into three little pieces, and each one rules over one of the little pieces. Oh. Yeah, it's really it's really weird what they're doing over there.
3: They don't like each other. Why are they in a coven?
0: You know what? I've asked myself the same question. Like, why? Why can't you just, uh, uh, you know, get along? Uh, it seems very or strange. Or find another coven. Or, well, you you know, when you you can't just break up a coven because you know they've taken over like a part of the the Feywild and. uh You know, it's a a domain and they rule over it. So it's like some power. And if they were to leave the coven, then that would screw a lot of stuff up.
3: Okay, take your word for it. It wouldn't
0: be a good thing.
3: Magic's weird.
0: It's very weird. (laughs) And they're among the weirdest.
3: Talking unicorn. Yeah,
0: right. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, keep that in mind.
3: Uh, Okay, (laughs) sorry.
0: Okay. So, uh, you guys, uh, finish up with, uh, what you're doing and, um, she, or you guys, uh, head back over to, uh, Diana Cloppington and, um, she kind of raises her eyebrows, like as if, you know, you guys managing to do that was, uh, you know, very, very quick. And you guys did it like super fast. She's like, wow, I wasn't expecting that to happen, um, so quickly, but, um, What I would like to do is, you know, you guys have helped me out. So let me help you guys out. And you turn around and look, and the carousel has this huge lineup. There's a long queue trying to get onto this ride. And she's like, I think that maybe um, we could test the ride. And as she's saying test the ride, she's like winking at you guys because there's nothing mechanically wrong with the carousel. She's just trying to find a way to give you guys a chance to get on the carousel and uh, ride it. For nothing, other than helping to paint the letters back onto some of the horses, uh, so you guys uh, get a free ride on the carousel, and you've learned so much information. Eat. <laughs> right. Hooray!
1: Is there anything special about the carousel? Would like ride itself?
0: Uh, no, nothing really special about it's it, other crazy. than like I'm okay. sure that there's some kind of chatty. Uh, chatty Cathy stuff that happens uh, among uh the unicorns that you guys have communicated with telepathically so you're able to have like whatever conversation with them um, and uh,
3: carousel race carousel race yeah uh, <laughs> each
0: each horse believes it's in the lead <laughs> <laughs> I'm in first place no you're in first place no I'm in last place you know-
4: mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm but that's the carousel ride and all of the information that you get
3: from there. Bye, guys. <laughs> Goodbye.
0: Have fun and be careful. Remember what we told you. Remember what we oh. didn't say.
3: Oh, it's like, oh, you mean that? And then like Cypress covers her own house. <laughs> <Yeah>. Right, <laughs> right.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So, you guys want to head to the Dragonfly Rides next? Yup, yup. Yup, yup.
3: Dragonfly, Dragonfly. A right. Bug bug race? Another bug race, maybe?
0: You want to do what, sorry?
3: No, she thinks it's a race. Oh, the
0: Dragonfly Rides? It's not really.
1: Maybe it can be a race at the same
0: time. Maybe. Uh, So as you guys approach, um, you see these huge, massive lily pads that rest on the surface of a glistening pool of water. It's aglow with phosphorant algae. Giant dragonflies use these lily pads as landing platforms, buzzing loudly overhead with wings as brilliant as stained glass windows. They alight briefly, or sorry, they land briefly to drop off and pick up excited passengers. Near the entrance, a small, smiling tree turns your way and beckons you over. A red squirrel clings to its leafy canopy, peering at you suspiciously. As you approach, uh, the uh, treant sapling stands and says, Hello, I am Northwind. And this guy, one of his branches points to the little red squirrel, his name is Red.
3: good name hello hello i'm
0: Cypress. hi, hi. Well, are, uh, you, are you apple having, are, you, are you apple apple and 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 cyprus and you guys are are you having fun
2: what i love this carnival
1: yeah it's, i hope it never leaves
0: well i mean it's going to eventually you know that right
1: hope it never
2: leaves. And
0: as you say that- I won't every, have it. Like every time the, the tree end kind of like moves its head, moves its head, moves, twists its trunk around, or gives you any kind of gesture or whatever, there's like these little uh, acorns that drop off of the tree. And every time one hits the ground, Red scurries down out of the tree, grabs the acorn and brings it back up into the tree and like tries to make it stick in like a branch or like nestles it in some leaves or something, trying to keep everything attached to the tree. he cleans up in a manner i suppose
2: <laughs> where are Wait, we right yeah. now sorry i had to step away for a sec no That's you're okay. fine you guys Fire are over at the fly.
0: dragonfly
2: rides dragonfly ride yeah
0: let me just move you over here. oh there we are
2: oh my god do we get to go in the air
0: i mean maybe yes
2: i
1: hope I mean,
0: so maybe. Hmm? um Alright, so you have nothing for Northwind. Alright. So there are about eight different giant dragonflies, and uh, they're all kind of like following the same path in the air. They all kind of do these huge, lazy figure eights that kind of encompass all of the, uh, the carnival. And uh, they go up about 20 feet in the air. And... As you guys make your way through the, the queue, uh, you keep hearing the, this like chattering, nattering even um, from Red. And a, every time you guys kind of look to where Red is in Northwind's uh, branches, um, he kind of like stops. And then as soon as you look away, he starts like nattering again. And then you look back and he stops. That kind of happens over and over and over again.
3: I press continuously <laughs> thinking it's a game.
0: Okay, perfect. So you like like hide and play, playing hide and seek with the squirrel?
3: Yeah. Is it oh, well, so uh, or is it red light green light?
0: Yeah, kind of idea. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. All right. Uh, so um, the uh, there's four of you. Uh, we're going to include Rain here. So uh, all four of the dragonflies land, and uh, you guys get to uh, walk out on that little uh, wharf and you wait your turn as you're called out. Uh, The dragonfly um, lily pad and everything moves right into the end of the wharf and you're able to climb on. And once all four of you are all seated and ready to go, um, you start to pick up, kind of gain a little bit of air, and then all of a sudden you hear this alarm and it's erupting from a nearby lily pad. And there is a middle-aged dwarf with a bright blue beard and he's kind of like somehow, um, unfastened in his harness and it's starting to take off a little bit. I would like all of you to give me a perception Uh-oh. check, please.
2: This doesn't make any of us want to go on this.
0: <laughs> well, you're all, you're <laughs> all already strapped in to the, to the dragonfly, so.
2: You know, why do we, perception? uh, oh no, I got a
3: three. Oh, 16 for Cyprus.
0: Uh, 16 for Cyprus. All right, Cyprus, um, you, as you're looking around, perhaps maybe you're moving a little bit slower than the others. Maybe your attention wasn't drawn exactly to the dwarf with blue beard. Uh, you kind of note the crowd. And as you're noting the crowd, you see a bird-like person disappear into the crowd. You catch just kind of, you know, like a, a, a what's the word, profile. And then yeah. you catch like the back of... This bird uh, person, kind of scurrying into the crowd,
3: looking suspicious.
0: Very suspicious.
3: Cypress like mm-hmm. shouts, "That person looks suspicious!"
0: <laughs> and everybody turns around, and it's just like a mom with like three kids hanging off of her, and she's like, that know, one. she's like trying desperately to eat a cupcake. <laughs> well,
2: she's got it all over her face, yeah,
0: right? <laughs> He's just everywhere. sorry, ma'am. Yeah, uh, she's like looking around, and she's. Kind of gives you like a funny look, and you know, goes back to trying to eat this cupcake around all of these children hanging off of her. Um, but uh, turning your attention back to the dragonfly and uh, this poor dwarf, um, give me an animal handling
2: check.
3: Cypress, just, just Cypress.
0: Yeah, everybody, go for it. 18 to
3: Cypress. Sweet. A uh, 10. Two for apple.
2: Two and a 10? Okay. They're not my
1: strong suits. <laughs>
0: All right. So, Cyprus, Um you are able uh, to steer your dragonfly while still very, very low to the ground. You're able to kind of steer it over towards the dragonfly that's freaking out a little bit, and you're able to calm it down enough to bring it back down to the lily pad. And as you do... Uh, the, wharf, the wharf, the dwarf my goodness um, you know kind of slides off of the side so it la- the, the dragonfly lands on the lily pad just in time for the dwarf to actually fall off of the thing and um, he thanks you uh, a thousand times and uh, you hear the calliope from where you are and remember uh, last game we talked about how the calliope wasn't quite as joyful as it was when you guys had come in Like it was, it was a little less. Well, as
3: melancholy, almost.
0: Yeah, as soon as you guys uh, do that, you hear the the happiness and the joyfulness come back into the sound of the kalive. So it's once again um, very, very jovial sounds coming from there.
3: Are you right, Mister?
0: He says yes, yes. uh, That was uh, that was quite quite scary. Uh, perhaps more proof that a dwarf ought to stay with his feet on the ground.
3: Ha 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 ha. Ha uh-huh. ha. Ha What happened?
0: I do not know. I was strapped in, ready to go. We got, uh, you know, a little bit off of the, uh, lily pad. All of a sudden my seatbelt, uh, kind of came undone. And then, uh, next thing I know, uh, the dragonfly uh, just kind of freaked out a little bit. And then there was noise. And then there you were. And you saved me. So I thank you.
3: Uh, was the noise the alarm?
0: Um, I, I I gather that's what that was. I I don't know, mm-hmm. though, to be sure.
3: You see anything weird beforehand?
0: Um, you know, uh, I've never d- ridden a dragonfly before, so I was really focused on, uh, you know, not not death.
3: Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. that must have been really scary I focus on that
0: it, it was it was very scary uh it was harrowing and i can't wait to get back to the mines and continue uh you know underground not much good overground i don't like that
1: yes sir yes sir
0: <laughs> feet on ground uh, much water, water bad yeah uh water bad uh air bad well air good but uh, dwarf in air bad uh so <laughs> uh, <laughs> he just kind of like awkwardly shuffles off and he's like, I, you know, thank you. Thank you again.
3: Uh, Welcome. Bye.
0: Thank you. Goodbye. Um, And he uh, kind of saunters away. And as he is walking away, you guys do notice that he goes from like that. I can't believe that just happened. Kind of demeanor. Um, and as soon as he leaves the archway that brings you into the dragonfly rides, it's almost like he, boom, forgets about what just happened. And he's back to being oh. very, very jovial. And, um, you know, I, I, I'm gonna say skipping through the carnival, but I, I don't think that this particular dwarf would be much of a skipper. Um, <laughs> but there sort is, yeah, there is like a lightness to his step once again. He, like he did not almost die 30 seconds ago.
1: It's a little weird. A
0: little weird. Yeah. A little weird. Uh, so you guys uh, jump on to your dragonflies and you take off and it is super fun. So you guys, uh, your dragonflies uh, go up into the air about 20 feet and they begin this lazy loop all around the carnival. And it's just this huge figure eight and they'll they'll do that like three or four times before the ride is over it's meandering you know they're not really going at a fast pace or or anything like that um it's exciting because you're 20 feet up in the air and you can see so much of the carnival again from after the bubble pop teapot uh this is a very different vantage point for you um and as you're flying around you're starting to see people queue up in front of uh the big top extravaganza um, so people are getting ready for that to op- that particular um, venue to open, um, and you do catch sight Cypress because you rolled high enough. Um, you do catch sight of the Kenku dipping into uh, the area that uh, was pointed out to you before, with uh, Burly the bugbear um, standing guard. So she kind of is able to sneak into like a staff only area.
1: Well, I was gonna say, the next cool ride you can take is staff area.
0: <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. All right, so give me... an animal handling check.
1: All of the, everyone, right? All of the above?
2: Yeah.
0: Animal handling, Doom do, do, do.
2: 11 for Apple. cypress. Oh, my goodness. Apple is not doing well. Uh, seven. No. Her little well, tiny apple. Well, I'm pretty tiny compared to these guys. You are, that's true. Like, to the to the dragonflies.
1: Yeah. Oh, I rolled a 20. Did I? Hey, I rolled a 20. You
0: did. Look at you. But I have minus
1: one, so 19. All
0: right. So, uh, Cypress, you are almost able to steer your dragonfly. Apple, you might as well not even be on your dragonfly. <laughs> it's paying you absolutely <laughs> no <laughs> mind. It's just kind of buzzing along and you know, um, every once in a while doing that weird, like, insect thing where it cleans its eyeballs, like, rubs them off, and then goes back to flying oh dear. around. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, for uh, Leem, however, uh, you're able to steer your dragonfly. And as you... Where, where, is there a particular spot in the carnival that you would like to get a better look at? something A different look at?
1: Well... Uh, I mean... Staff area would be nice. Yeah. Okay. Um, or I can't like leave, right? Like all this cloudy cloudness around us.
0: Yeah, you, I mean, you can, you could certainly try.
1: <laughs> nah. Yeah, I'll go take a look at staff area.
0: All right. So you're going to fly over
1: the staff Neom. area.
0: The carnival's wagons are located behind this giant, um, wall of thorns which is right behind the big top tent and uh it's you can tell from your vantage point that it's about 20 feet high it's about five feet thick and inside is uh that circle of brightly colored uh wagons which are meant for staff obviously um when you see Burley approach the uh thorn wall And when he does, a four-foot doorway opens, and it remains open for about 10 seconds, and then he disappears through it, and as soon as he clears it, uh, the vines kind of move back in to cover that place. Um, I can also tell you that... What else can you see from where you are? Oh! Oh! You see one wagon that seems to be more brightly colored painted than the others. This one you could even say is painted very closely to the way the big top tent is painted and decorated. So it's got the swirling um, stripes and, and all of that kind of stuff on it. And you see somebody sitting outside of this one and he he looks, even by his demeanor at, from your vantage point, just looks like a grumpy dude. and he sits outside of the door of this particular wagon and he uh it looks like he's smoking a pipe but instead of like inhaling it he's blowing into it and he's actually blowing bubbles out of this pipe um he is um he's dressed as a clown but much like um the mime that you guys have met candlefoot with all of the muted colors um, and it looks like even the color was leaching out of his hair and his eyes. Uh, this guy is also uh, pretty monochromatic, a lot of gray, a lot of white, um, not really any bright pops of color or anything like that. Just looks like a surly dude. And from your vantage point, um, before your dragonfly starts to fly away, Liam, you see uh, Burly, you assume, the bugbear, wearing his pumpkin helmet. Uh, kind of come around the corner, sees Thacko, the other clown that's sitting there, and quickly does a 180 and goes back in the other direction. And you kind of come to the conclusion of just seeing that small, not even an interaction, uh, that perhaps the two don't get along. Mm.
1: Mmm. Okay. Juicy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'll tell all my friends that when I
0: so and you know you you fly down around uh the snail racing thing and you see the snails are starting to line up again and a new group of uh carnival patrons are getting ready to jump onto the snails and and do a little bit of a snail race um you kind of dodge around some people that are just coming out of the bubble pop teapot uh you see newcomers walking into the ticket booth and um the the line was already big for the big top when you guys went up into the air and now the lineup is even bigger it's like there are people who know something and they are starting to get ready at the big top extravaganza and you note that as you come back into uh, land on a giant lily pad i'm gonna ask this because i'm gonna let you guys paint whatever scene it is you decide that you see um, apple cypress did you guys see anything of note as you were flying through the carnival and it's okay if the answer is not really. That's fine.
3: Uh, I think uh, Cypress would have tried to looked at the mystery mine if she could flew near it. Sure. Okay. Maybe check, this, uh, keep an eye on the <laughs> Her Majesty if uh, as she's flying over a snail racing. So <laughs> she's doing in her current race.
0: Cute. Okay. <laughs> Absolutely.
3: Uh, I didn't notice anything, Apple did not.
0: Apple didn't? Okay. Um, I will tell you as you flew over the mystery mine uh, you see the cart disappear and uh, you start to hear like shouts of surprise um, as you kind of make that corner down where the mystery mine is at the bottom of uh, this big figure eight kind of layout that the uh, carnival has. So um, yeah, you hear that from the mystery mine. I don't know if that helps you at all but uh, that's what you pick up and you uh, make your way back towards the dragonfly ride, and you land on a lily pad. And uh, everyone is quite safe,
2: and everyone
0: had an enjoyable time. I mean, I assume you
2: did. We didn't fall off. You guys, mm-hmm. yeah, we didn't he... fall off. That's good. Yeah, that's it's so cool. Dragonfly, right? Yeah,
0: wholesome.
2: Bye bye, dragonfly. <laughs> the, the dragonfly is... probably didn't even feel me get off.
0: Right, <laughs> right. The dragonfly just kind of like buzzes and and lurches around and <laughs> is trying to figure out, you know why it just did a lap without any without a rider on Um, (laughs) yeah all right so you guys are finished with the dragonfly ride so okay so the dragonfly ride cost you a ticket and the carousel did not so make sure you're noting that i forgot to make sure um that we mentioned that so the dragonfly ride was a cost the carousel was free because you helped um rename the horses
4: hey
0: sorry the unicorn
3: two left yep
2: what's left still
3: no we have two punches left oh that's it eh mm. oh
2: yeah
3: uh, once we get outside the arch I, I let the, the team know um, <clears throat> um, the suspicious person I saw I saw them go into the uh, staff area it looked like the the Kenku that we heard the rumors about.
1: Uh oh. Well, a bunch of
3: stuff. Over Should we
1: there go check it out? Staff yes. area, you know. Okay, I know a secret way to get in. Oh. Well, actually, I don't, but maybe I do.
0: <laughs> well, you kind of do because you kind of have a member. I know it's
1: there. Yeah,
0: you guys kind of have a member of your party who is actually a staff member of Okay, right, that's true.
1: Possible.
3: What do you say, Rain? Can you take us?
0: <laughs> oh, she eagerly agrees. Absolutely. And she, like, makes a beeline over to uh, towards the staff area. And as you approach the big top, you start to hear, um, you know, instruments inside, you know, warming up. Uh, you hear uh, the... Carnival Barker, that you guys noted way uh, when you guys were doing the bubble pop teapot. He was outside in the leotard and the Andre the Giant inspired leotard. You know, <laughs> okay. one nipple always out. Um, you hear him a singlet. Is that a singlet? A singlet? I don't know if that's a singlet or not, but yes. either way, there's one nipple out, the other <laughs> I don't is covered. Know. I, I mean, let's, let's make sure it's decent. I mean, we can't have a two nipple <laughs> show here, guys. Um, but uh, his um, fervor and excitement. Is decidedly higher than it was the last time you guys heard him uh, trying to get attention and and get people to come into the big top. It's almost time for the big top extravaganza. And you guys kind of uh, make your way out, uh, kind of cut through the line, make your way around the side of the big top tent, and as you approach you see a tangled wall of thorns surrounding a cluster of wagons lit by lanterns. This caravan is barely visible through the uh, Hedge of thorns, and um, as rain catches up, because she got a little bit distracted, she had to stop and have a quick chat with somebody. Uh, she kind of runs up and apologizes for getting a little bit distracted, and uh, as she approaches, you see a four-four uh, four foot wide wall uh, doorway open, and she tells you all to go through first, and she's like, "Run." <laughs> run so you all kind it. of book it through and she steps through and almost as suddenly as it appeared uh, this four-foot doorway closes behind you so you can't easily make your way back out neat pretty cool
3: right I, I try to touch it
0: uh, you, you just uh, give me a I don't know constitution safe <laughs> or check I suppose give me a constitution check not a safe check. Come on, check. I Aww, You get a little puncture from one of the thorns <laughs> Maybe sticks in your skin a little bit Like a little piece of it gets stuck
3: Oh
0: Ouch, <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. All right. So you guys are I assume trying to be stealthy. Everybody give me... Or I, actually, you know what? No, I don't assume a darn thing because every time I do, you guys go in a different direction. Tell me what you guys mm-hmm. are doing.
3: Are we allowed back here, Rain? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just burns here. We can't be here. We're just kind of standing, room.
0: Right, yeah. Um, she's like, well, not exactly.
3: We're following suspicious person.
0: Yeah, I mean uh, that oh might, yeah that's a
3: good reason yeah that he came here to report it yeah
0: that might uh, Cover story yeah that, that one might might help us uh you know get past Burley but we'll see uh, what happens
3: and um, so no sneaky so no you're not being sneaky okay perfect. yeah we're not we're not guilty
0: got it okay so you guys uh kind of poke around and you you're just seeing you know, just a basic kind of wagon setup. It's in a circle. Uh, there's a bit of a bonfire in the middle, and uh, not a whole lot of people around. But you do hear two voices coming from one of the wagons. The more brightly painted, the one closer to uh, the big top um, design uh, is painted there. And you hear a low, gravelly voice say, You need to find a way to calm down. And then, uh, in a different voice, you hear, I'll calm down when that Kenku pest is gone. And then you hear, She knows nothing. She'll get frustrated and leave. Be on her way soon enough. And then you hear the, uh, second voice again go, I hope you're right. And the other one, you just kind of hear, you hear almost like a, an evil kind of grin accompanying, the sound of those birds, and she just kind of goes trust me and then from there the conversation shifts into um, you know talking about the general mood of the carnival that night how happy everyone seems uh, how the calliope music has been bright and lively for the majority of the evening Uh, the snail races seem to be a hit in this part of the sword coast Uh, you know you, you hear kind of almost like a manager's meeting kind of conversation, just like checking, making sure that uh, things are going well and that uh, yeah, things are are running as smoothly as smoothly as they can be.
3: Right. Okay. Any signs of the kenku?
0: Um, give me give me a survival check, Cypress. Well, Well, okay. Um, You are able to see uh, some giant bird prints, footprints, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, every once in a while, you do come across a a feather, as though uh, like a feather has fallen out of uh, the Kenku as she's been stalking around these different uh, caravans and things like that. But you really don't see the Kenku. But what you do see is um, an elf brightly painted, um, kind of come out from behind one of the wagons and uh, kind of nods at you and approaches uh, the Wall of Thorns, and the Wall of Thorns doesn't open right away. It takes a moment, but it does eventually open, and uh, this elf, brightly painted, uh, steps through it. And again, it doesn't close as quickly as it did when you guys came through with rain. It takes a second and then it cl- finally does close uh, behind this elf. And you continue to follow these footprints, uh, Cyprus. And as you come around the back of the wagon that the, this elf person came through, you see the bird footprints shift from bird prints to just normal footprints.
3: Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> rain, rain, Interesting. this way. This way. I think it went this way.
0: And Raiden's like, what? What are you talking about?
3: The elf was the Kenku.
0: The elf was the Kenku? The elf was the troublemaker?
3: No, no, the the Kenku is the elf, and the Kenku is the troublemaker. Oh. They went this way. Come this way, open this one. And (laughs) she's like practically hopping. (laughs)
0: Amazing. Okay, so uh, she uh, runs over to where you are and the thorn things open, the for, the, the thorn wall opens and uh, Apple and Liam, are you guys following through or are you guys going to stay in here for a second?
1: I mean, I want to see the drama.
2: Me too, okay. me too, me too. All right. Let's so you, go.
0: So you're probably going to follow. Okay, perfect. Yeah. All right. So you guys all come out of uh, the staff area. Not really a whole lot to see back there just you know utilitarian setup um you know not even a whole lot of uh like the fireflies and, and the grandeur that you guys are seeing through uh the carnival kind of in this area it's all pretty bare bones if you will uh so as you come around the side of the uh, big top tent from the opposite side that you guys went in um you do see that giant lineup again and give me a not perception. I think investigation, because you guys are trying to follow uh, this brightly painted elf. So give me uh, investigation, because you're actively following. I think that feels correct.
2: Uh, Apple is not rolling well, so she <laughs> got six.
0: It was almost an
2: eighteen. Did you Ten. see that? Yeah, I yeah. saw. Ten for Cypress. <laughs> okay. And Twenty-one. Oh, dang. dang.
1: Yeah.
2: All right. Did, Did I press know?
1: the right button? Intelligence okay. investigation. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's investigation.
0: Right. Investigation. I rolled noise. Okay, so um, as you guys uh, come around the corner, uh, you do see uh, this brightly painted elf kind of dip into the big top. Ah. And Rain is like, don't even worry about it, you guys. I got this. And Rain approaches the big top and has a chat with, uh, you know, the the Barker that you guys have been hearing um, on and off throughout your evening at the Witchlight Carnival. And uh, he steps aside and gives a nod to each of you as you walk through without the cost of a ticket. Oh, so this is a oh. this is a free one for you guys to walk into. Whoops. So hey. thank you. And he just kind of nods and he goes, "Hey, if you can catch the troublemaker." You'll always get in the Big Top for free.
2: Like every time it's here?
0: Like every time. No questions asked. As long as as I'm in front of it, you guys will always get in. Why, thank you. Please tell me I didn't forget the Big Top as well. No, there it is. It was the second one that I did. That's why I was having trouble finding it. Alright. The Big Top. As you guys go inside, you do lose sight of the brightly painted elf. Um, there's a...
4: Damn.
0: Yeah, there's like a conglomerate of people in here. It's packed already, and there's still a huge lineup outside. You're not really sure how everybody's going to fit in here, but um, Orane, uh just kind of... Uh, is looking around and she nods to a couple of people that she sees strategically, you know, standing at their posts inside of the big top. And uh, she just kind of gestures for you guys to, to have a seat. And you guys are like front row, down the bottom, front row, right ringside, the whole thing, uh, best seats in the house. And uh, she just kind of goes over and has a seat and pets uh, down beside her and says, listen, we're not going to be able to do anything until the show is over anyway, so let's just sit back and enjoy the show.
3: What do you think? Alright. I I keep an eye out for the Kenku, though.
0: Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, inside uh, there are colorful orbs of light, and they're dancing through the peaks of uh, this thing, and it's kind of lighting um, down the sides. It's giving, like, nice atmosphere inside. It feels like a party place. And uh, there are Rows and rows and rows of these tiered wooden seats that kind of go all the way around the ring. Think um, like, think of like a going to a hockey arena, you know, you've got all of your seating, sure. all that, that kind of situation. Um, the top of the tent uh, reaches as far up into the night sky as you dare look. Uh, there are three swooping peaks topped with spinning gold stars on the outside. Uh, painted wooden panels on the walls, um, do exactly what they do on the outside. They spin with all of these different colors, giving you a little bit of an optical illusion, perhaps making you believe that the space is a bit bigger than what it actually is. Um, It's also giving you um, displays, like it stops spinning every once in a while, and when it stops, it stops on a different type of performance that you'll see inside the big top. So there's like a trapeze artist, and then it spins again and it stops on like a strong man lifting an unbelievable amount of weight. Uh, It spins again and you see uh, somebody, I I don't know, doing some flips or something in the air. I don't know, whatever you want to imagine. But as you're doing this, uh, laughter kind of ebbs and flows through the tent. And this is all happening before the event has even started. what else can I tell you about? Oh, right. I did roll that so I know what acts are going to happen. All right. So as you guys are sitting there and, and uh, you know, Rain goes from looking anxious to finally settling down. And she settles down as this spotlight comes from somewhere that you can't quite pinpoint, but it lands in the middle of the ring in front of you. And um, this figure of a man steps into it he's lanky he's long um he's wearing like a jester's hat uh and his costume is different um mirrors that are all like um do you know what I mean by like the Harlequin diamonds yeah okay so his costume is covered in Harlequin diamond shaped mirrors so he's like a a disco ball kind of in the middle of this ring okay and he's holding in his hand uh this golden staff and the staff at the very top of it has uh, a ball at the top but there's also like a almost like a butterfly looking shape and as he holds it into the air and the crowd cheers uh the vein on the top starts to spin like a weather vein and the louder the crowd the cloud the crowd cheers that was hard to say um the faster this butterfly part of the staff spins so the more noise the louder it spins uh, the happier uh, the mood inside of the big temp top gets so it gets brighter the colors get more uh, saturated and it just starts to really feel like this is a good time party place perhaps more so than any other event uh, or uh, ride that you guys have been to so far and he uh, you know don't really cracks a mic but all of a sudden his big booming voice comes out and it sounds very familiar after uh, the conversation that you heard in the staff area and as he steps aside after welcoming you all and and remind, reminding you all that the monarch of the witchlight carnival will be crowned at midnight When he says that, the place goes absolutely wild. Everybody is clapping and cheering and super happy and very excited to meet the new monarch of the evening. And as he steps aside, a goblin comes from the back of the tent and steps forward. And as he steps forward, he magically produces um, these four brightly colored batons. And he begins to juggle them. And as he juggles them, they like double so he started with four now he's at eight and he juggles them and then somebody from the crowd starts to throw like throws something down to him like an umbrella and he catches it and he adds it to the juggling and somebody else throws uh you know another piece of something down and he adds that to the bit that he's juggling and you know three or four people do that and uh he finally does drop one and when he drops one he just kind of gives a shrug and does a, a giant bow and uh with a flourish Uh, his extra batons disappear so they come back down into just the four that he was originally juggling with. And this went on for like a solid like five or six minutes. This was an incredible feat that you guys just saw. Uh, The next act that comes out is actually a super cute one. Um, The lights go down very, very, very low. And as you're watching, you see um, an ogre come out from the back and the crowd, you know, there's a sudden like shocked expression that comes from everybody that's in there. Everybody except rain. And she, uh, just kind of, is kind of like, you guys are going to love this. Like, just wait a second. <laughs> so, uh, the ogre, uh, runs to the back and he brings out this, um, little, I don't know how to explain it. It's just like a little pedestal. And he sets that in the middle and he runs back off out of the spotlight and he brings something back out else back out. And it looks like a miniature version of the big top tent. Um, Oh, shoot. I just had it in my brain what those things are called diorama. It's almost like a diorama of the inside of the Big Top Carnival. And before you know it, he does this big gesture over his uh, his body. And he turns from uh, wearing like some slacks and uh, like a a tank top to wearing the, an entire uh, genie costume complete with the hat. Uh, He's got uh, the billowy pants. He has the shoes with the curls uh, for the toes. Uh, Everything is brightly colored. And he grins from ear to ear. And then the lights go down even further. And for the first time, you start to see these little tiny fireflies. And they seem to turn on their glow one at a time. And as they turn on these little glows, you start to notice that they're each doing an act inside of this tiny replica of the big top. And weirdly, even the people who are up in the very, very back can see it like they're sitting in the front row. Um, There's a little bit of magic, perhaps something magically messing with perception happening here. Um, But everybody has like a front row seat when it comes to this little tiny firefly circus. And um, it's like the coolest thing you guys have seen in a long time. The third act that comes out is um, a satyr. And perhaps this makes Liam a little bit excited. He comes out and he's playing a fiddle. And as he's playing the fiddle it turns from, you know, this melancholy tune, you know, mournful and all of the the colored orbs inside of the tent turn like from blues to purples back to blues. Everything feels kind of heavy. And then all of a sudden the key changes and it starts to feel hopeful. And as it does that, uh, the purples start to turn to oranges, start to turn to yellows. And uh, finally, he ends on this incredibly jaunty tune. And as he does, he begins to do um, almost like Highland dancing. I don't know how else to explain it. Um, but with every step that he takes, uh, when he's playing this really excited, happy tune, um, wherever his foot le- lands and then leaves, uh, there's a little sprout of wild fla- flowers that pop up behind him. So he's dancing around the ring, and there are just these flowers coming everywhere. So it eventually is just filled full of wild flowers. And he uh, finishes with a flourish takes a bow, and as everyone is uh, clapping and cheering, he just kind of goes around the arena and he picks these different wildflowers, and he just kind of hands them to people at random in the crowd. And Liam, because you are both satyrs, you absolutely get the biggest bundle of of flowers. But that's pretty much uh, what you guys are able to take in inside of the Big Top. And uh, they say, you know, don't go far, because... Eventually, the Big Top will host the Big Top Extravaganza, and that is when we will announce the Witchlight Monarch for tonight. And there's a a big cheers, round of applause. And uh, as everybody starts to leave, you guys all get up to go as well, and Rain remains seated, and she kind of like gestures for you guys to just go ahead and sit back down and, and let the crowd leave the room. And as she does, you guys um, are kind of sitting and and waiting patiently, and you're kind of looking at rain expectantly. And finally, um, the majority of people have left. In fact, mostly all that's left in here now are people who are like sweeping up, um, you know, popcorn that was left behind, uh, perhaps some uh, thimbleberry wine uh all of that kind of stuff uh they're kind of cleaning up and, and getting set for the big top extravaganza so the set is changing a little bit there's actually like a miniature stage that they bring out and, and all of that kind of stuff And there's this big crown that they sit on a pillow that's sitting on a pillar all of that kind of stuff and rain um encourages you to follow her and you guys end up going backstage so you pass by some of the acts that you um, just saw do their thing, and you end up in a dressing room. And there were two um, guards that are standing outside of the dressing room. They nod to Rain, and Rain just explains that you guys are with her, and you guys walk into the dressing room. And it's a chaotic scene. Uh, there's color and glitter absolutely everywhere. Tables are strewn with makeup kits. Uh, There's glass jewelry, mirrors trimmed with glowing orbs of light, Uh, chests of drawers, and wardrobes are just spilling over with costumes and different garments and things like that. And I'm going to roll, just give me a second, I'm going to roll a d8, and then another d8, and then another d8. Uh, actually, I'm gonna roll four. Okay, so, the first one is... <laughs> um, you guys are kind of start rummaging through. Um, why don't you all give me, um, let me think, rummaging through a thing. Give me some investigation checks. Let's
2: see if I can roll properly this time. Five cypress
0: is Ooh. mine apple
3: oh, got 19. Apple. <laughs> yay finally
0: and i need to Wait. roll i'm gonna roll i don't know what her sheet is but i'll roll a d20 for rain as well okay sorry i know that came up under leave, but all right so we've got the biggest number apple Excuse me All right Leem, as you are rummaging through things, you come across the front and rear halves of a two-person unicorn costume
1: Nice
0: So you can Keep that with you. You can leave it here. You can steal half of it. Whatever I mean, your I, heart desires.
1: I'll just know it's here. How about that?
0: Just know that it's there. That yeah. works. Uh, Cypress, you come up with a dagger. But as you're playing with the dagger, you find out haphazardly that it is just a costume dagger. It's actually a retractable one. So it's not real. It's like a stage dagger.
3: I'd play with it a bit. Absolutely. Um, Even like stab myself and pretend to be dead, and then (laughs) totally absorbed in it right now. I won't take it. I'll leave it there. But okay.
0: Um, And Rain uh, comes across a wire headband with a sparkling paper uh, unicorn horn. Uh, There's not a chance that she's going to leave that behind. So (laughs) suits her. Right? Headband with paper. And I should say like it's covered in glitter. All of the typical stuff. And apple. Yeah. You find you find a pair of stilts and a long bright purple pair of trousers.
2: I hate in real life. I hate stilts <laughs> so much. This is going to be amazing. Okay.
0: I really, honestly, mm-hmm. I like. I wasn't even paying attention. I just wrote down uh, the numbers that I rolled from that d eight, and then I just went by who got the highest get, got oh, the highest system. number of the items. So this is uh, funny.
2: Okay, stilts and what and what?
0: Stilts and bright mm. purple trousers to go over <laughs> the stilts.
2: Oh my god! I'm so tiny with. Lo- right. Oh my god! This is amazing. <laughs> i love it i love it when can i put them on like
0: now oh uh, yeah whenever you want um I'm putting but, them on so right you, now okay you are gonna have to give me an oh gosh is this gonna be dexterity or acrobatics i guess they're kind of one and the same right
3: Cypress will help when she's done with her dagger. i bet you it's
0: it's like, dex. like helps de- helps steady her yeah <laughs> yeah give me some yeah give me a dex check Whew. let's see let's see how
2: you do <laughs> oh, apple I mean, got a seven
0: you know all things considered you didn't do terribly bad um uh, definitely gonna take a little bit more practice
2: i look cute though right
0: you look adorable there's no yeah. question yeah so cool yeah absolutely with your, your kitchen <laughs> so cool. your, your kitchen witch vibes and bright purple trousers and all of a sudden you're 12 feet tall it's amazing
3: i love it high five amazing
0: Um, so yeah, you guys have your little, um, trinkets and trophies. If you want to take them with you out of the dressing room, it is entirely up to you.
2: Yeah, I'm um, wearing them still. Yes.
0: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. As you should be. Okay, so, um, that's really all there is right now for the big top. So is there anything else you would like to take in? I think you guys have one more ticket punch left.
3: Uh, no. I two. think we have two. We
0: have two left? Okay.
3: We got yeah. three in the... Big top, and mm, that's right. Here, so,
0: yeah, okay.
2: Oh,
3: it's still there's a mystery,
2: mystery mine. No, we did mystery mine already, right? Don't no, we know. didn't. That's
3: the only one we mystery have mine. done. Oh, Silver
1: Song Lake, Lake, Lake.
3: yeah, and, and lost, lost property. property, but we didn't lose anything. <laughs> no, I'm not lost. We could just
1: say we lost something and take
3: it, <laughs> yeah. I know.
2: I think we should do
0: it. You think you should what? Sorry?
2: Mystery mine, don't you guys think?
3: Mystery mine? Mystery mine. Mystery mine. Mystery mine. Excited. You sound excited. (laughs) She takes off (laughs) for it.
0: Alright. So. Mm -hmm. This ride costs one ticket punch. And um, Rain starts to bore you, actually, with some details about the Mystery Mine. This actually is one of her favorite uh, attractions inside of the Witchlight Carnival. And she begins to explain that the mine is a brainchild of an eccentric dwarf named Zephixo. And he speaks a number of languages. Common, Dwarven, Gnomish, and Sylvan. Um, and he beckons you over as you approach towards his all-seeing eye and you look into the eye and I would like you each because um, you can't really send me a, a secret squirrel message on foundry so send me a secret squirrel message um, on Facebook uh, I guess is probably gonna be the easiest in separate messages um, and tell me something that your character um, write down their character names with the name of a creature. Oh, okay, a creature that your character is afraid of.
1: Afraid of? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, creature. a creature, like a, an animal.
0: Mm-hmm. Or like yeah. an animal. A creature could be a being, I suppose. Um, that kind oh. of thing. <laughs> I just need to
2: know some things about you guys there I sent it oh I just (laughs) wait does it have to be something oh hang on (laughs) okay tell me if that one doesn't work (laughs) tell me if that's like not doesn't make sense
0: okay just give me a second um a creature okay I can figure it out yeah I can figure that out. Alright,
3: so. Ace you said, right? Either one.
0: It's really funny. You guys have all independently chosen, well, not all of you, but a lot of you have chosen the same sort of creature. That's interesting.
2: <laughs> Pretty good.
0: Alright. Uh, so... <laughs> also that. Okay. Uh, anything else?
3: For Oh, more?
0: Yeah.
2: You want another one?
0: Nope, you don't have to. Any at all. Okay. I was just... Uh... Just uh, making sure that I have everything is good. All right. A lot of windows to close. All right. Mm-hmm. So, the mystery mine. Dun-dun-dun. Propelled by magic, mine carts laden with goers trundle into an opening carved into a dragon's mouth. The carts reappear moments later on the far side of the attraction with the passengers expressing a mixture of bewilderment fear and excitement near the entrance the male dwarf dressed like a wizard shouts unlock the mysteries of your mind in the mystery mine obviously this is a he has bushy eyebrows wears a pointy hat and holds a large clockwork contraption shaped like a giant eye which you guys have already peered through and he uh takes a hole punch from each of you and tells you to sit in uh, this cart. Each cart holds like eight people, so everybody fits comfortably. And uh, as you start to make your way through, it's uh, you know the uh, the wooden roller coaster at Upper Clemens Park. Everybody's been on that.
1: Yeah. No, I don't like no. roller coasters. Maybe.
0: What? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well. Yeah,
1: it's, I've been on it a million times. So yeah. I know.
0: Me too. And I have like a bad <laughs> neck for days after every single time.
1: Yeah, it's definitely. Um,
0: Yeah, but uh, like, you know how, like, I don't want to say the word rickety, um, (laughs) but it's that kind of.
2: (laughs) I don't want to use that. But you mean rickety. Yeah. Yeah. There's one in Vancouver. Yeah, there's one in Vancouver I used to go on as a kid. It's terrifying. It's so old.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, it's old. It it seems cobbled together, perfectly safe, maybe bumpier than, uh, you know, some of the metal um, based. Roller coasters that you can get on. Um, it definitely um, is a little more, yeah, it's just bumpier. It's just a harder ride. Does that make sense?
3: Take <laughs> anyway, your word for it.
0: Yeah, it's the same sensation uh, as you're going through here uh, because it is built entirely of wood. Uh, it's on wooden wheels, the whole thing. It, it's all very safe. It just feels kind of unsafe. And as you pass through the dragon's mouth, uh, the ride plunges you into illusions you come through undulating hills corkscrewing trees and prismatic skies and as you go through the track um, Cyprus you go through this weird part of the uh, of the ride and it takes you through like an ocean kind of uh, expanse. And as you're going through, you're just kind of like minding your own business, enjoying, you know, the seagulls flying overhead and the sound of waves. And all of a sudden you come around this corner and you are faced with a giant squid that is reaching for you and trying to grab you out of the cart. (laughs) No. Yeah, like it's—I don't know why—but I'm pre- I'm picturing this this specific squid with like one giant eye and a huge beak, and it's just like reaching for you, <laughs> and it's absolutely terrifying because it this thing is huge, like it is giant. It is a squid of myth that is reaching for you, um, and you kind of freak out.
3: Yeah, I might have broken the safety bar. <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> you probably have um, much to Apple's dismay because Apple is beside you um, but looking out the others like the other side of the cart and Janet as you're looking you're you were doing the same you were minding your own business you were just taking in the ocean and the waves and the seagulls and the sound and just like relaxing and all of a sudden you look over and there's a shark that jumps out of the water with its big <laughs> mouth just agape and truts to take a bite at you. Uh, I
2: scream. I yeah. scream so loud.
0: Yeah, like it just misses you. Like you you feel uh, a spray of water hit your skin, or your fur, I should say, as uh, this shark, cl- uh, you know, slams its jaws shut and disappears back down into the water. Uh, so you guys uh, continue through, and you end up coming through like this meadow place, which is all very serene. Um, but as you're like... You can see in the cart behind you that other people are freaking out. So there's something, there. one of their fears lives in this meadow. It's like freaking out, it's all illusion. And mm. you come through again and it's like this windy kind of um, forest path that you guys are on now at this point. And you come through and all of a sudden you see Leem. And Leem's just kind of uh, like kind of, that makes a gesture like she's like swatting insects away and it starts to become a little bit more frequent and then leem a wasp comes and lands on the back of your hand as you're just about to pick your hand up to swat
1: i want to slap it kill them all
0: slap it um give me let me see what would that be give me a dexterity save athletics dexterity maybe save? acrobatics i don't know
1: Switch it. Dex- yeah, give
0: me some dex. I think Dex is correct.
1: A Dex like saving been... throw.
0: Yeah, well, just or a just check. check? Yeah. yeah.
1: Okay, hold on. That's up here, I think. Like
0: an eleven. Uh, No problem. You you do manage to get it and you swat it and it does not sting you. However, all of the wasps around you have now noted and you begin getting buzzed. No. You know what I mean? Like when they when they like almost like bomb you.
4: Yeah. <laughs> you ever it's experienced scary.
0: that? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you kind of continue through. And as you make another turn through this forest scape that you guys are in right now. And remember, it's all like weird. It's like carnival weird. So the sky is still like broken and prismatic, and the trees are like the bottom half looks like a, a evergreen tree, the top half looks like a poplar tree or a weeping willow is like a half and half other trees. Like everything is just bizarre in here. And you go through and you come around another corner, and you guys just start getting pelted with June bugs. Oh no. <laughs> Like, just pelted. Ugh, no. and Why? Nothing, Why would you there... do that to us? <laughs> it wasn't me. Uh, but you guys, <laughs> no. you just kind of get uh, pelted uh, with all of these June bugs. And um, yeah, and as you go through, um, you, you come through the tree line and, and the bugs kind of go away. And you're just kind of riding through um, what looks to be the bottom of um, this big canyon. And as you're kind of looking around, you start to see these like breaks in the illusion. So you're almost seeing like a little um, shard, I suppose, of another um, reality, I suppose is one way to look at it. Um, One of them that you can see through uh, shows people uh, dancing. They're all in very fancy clothes and it's this glorious masquerade and everything is, is wonderful and beautiful. And all of a sudden, the walls start to bleed and the, the floor starts to puddle blood and the merriment of the masquerade. However, only seems to increase as the scene gets more and more gory and bloody. And you turn, take your eyes from that one because it's horrifying to look at it. And you see uh, another break, another rift, I guess is if the, what i call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you look, you see a lone figure standing in, um, on um, like a cliff edge and behind him in silhouette is this giant castle and he's just standing on the this cliff's edge and there's a a streak of lightning flashes behind him and it lighten lights his face up and he has this very sinister grin um, on his face as he closes a cloak around him and he explodes into a cloud of bats and then that one goes away and you come across another one. And this one is just like a really, truly bizarre place. Creatures that you've never seen before. Um, you can see through this thing. Um, they're, they're humanoid in shape, but that's about it. Nothing else about them looks familiar. The, the skin tones are all wrong. The hair isn't really hair, it's more like scales. Uh, their teeth, instead of being in their mouths, are set in front of like where your lips would be. Um, and their noses aren't really noses they're just slits in their face uh, their eyes uh, are set further apart on their heads and they're just like pure black you can't really see anything else um, in their eyes there's no other color than that black and then that rift kind of closes a little bit and you guys come back through the other side of the mystery mine the ride
2: is now over that was terrifying Not doing she Paid a that ticket yet. for that Right? <laughs> Got Why? A for that. Yeah. God damn it!
0: It Sure did.
2: Apple never swears, but she's like Dag Nabbit. Dag Nabbit.
0: Yeah, did not did like that.
2: The um, worst for last. Did God. Not like oh
1: no, we get the lake
0: left. Yeah,
1: that's true. That
0: is true. And you guys should be able to do uh, the Silver Song Lake by the time the Big Top Extravaganza and the crowning of the. Uh, which, like carnival happens. I'm just hoping we got about a half an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. so let's try to uh, run there. We'll run there. You're just gonna yeah. run, 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 scoot, 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 and let me find my silver song. Like, there it is. All right, so this uh attraction actually doesn't cost you anything,
2: good because we don't have nothing, <laughs> we got one right. left.
0: At this point, okay, so um, mist gathers at the banks of a shimmering lake. Near the center, a mermaid lounges in a large ornate bowl, singing a glorious haunting song that captivates spectators on the lake shore. In response, the water in the lake coalesces into magical sculptures that whirl around her as she performs. And Rain introduces her as Palasha.
2: Palasha the Mermaid?
0: Palasha the Mermaid.
1: Oh, didn't we learn something about her before? I can't remember what it was.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She was proposed to? Yeah, something like that. It was a failed proposal because he didn't actually say anything.
0: Right. And as you guys are, are taking in the performance... Continue talking, I just need to, like... Uh, To to describe describe to you uh, what's happening as you guys are having this conversation so you guys can keep doing your thing But um, as you guys are are having this discussion you start to hear like really rude jeers Coming from the crowd. That was a sour note. Palasha wasn't very good Then you hear another voice that just says You putting on a little weight there Palasha you look at a little round, huh?
3: All from the same person. So rude.
0: Yeah, but the the place where the voice is coming from is dramatically different. So like one to the right of you, one to the left of you, one like across from you. Um, I don't have anything else mean to say right now in my brain. Um, (laughs) Apparently I'm in a very good mood today. Uh, So (laughs) you hear a third very rude, uncalled for uh, statement uh, that comes from... Like where you guys are standing, but like a kind of across the lake a little bit.
3: Looking for um, it, <laughs> the source.
0: Yeah, give me a perception check. <laughs> oh
3: 22. damn! Oh, right. natural
0: Hang twenty. On, I've got to double check a thing. Um, but as you, uh, so just to recap, you guys do know that Palasha is uh, in love with Candlefoot. You do know that Candlefoot fudged his uh, proposal because he lost his voice or something happened anyway. Um, And you also know that um, Palasha and Candlefoot haven't really seen each other since this proposal went, went south. Uh, give me a perception check. Uh, oh, wait, I already did. You got a 22. Um, you see. Uh, you see Kettle Stream. Kettle Steam, sorry, Kettle Steam. Um, weaving through the crowd and darting back and forth and saying very terrible things. And uh, Palasha does eventually falter in her song. And she does eventually hit a very sour note. And as she does, it appears to be more than she can simply bear and she dives into the water
3: if that was rude I tried to grab him
0: um, why don't you give me a stealth check to see if you can sneak up on Kettlesteam
3: um, let me double check something. I'm pretty sure it's disadvantage
0: why would it be disadvantage?
3: because of the armor I'm wearing Oh, I have to double-check that inventory. Gotcha. Chain meal. Well, maybe not. I thought it would be, but it doesn't say disadvantage on it. I'm, gonna, I'm pretty sure it's disadvantage, though, so I'm going to roll disadvantage. Oh. That was
0: <laughs> natural one. Well, good Plus lord, one. you shouldn't have. Thank, Bless your heart for being honest, but... <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm, like the, kettle- I'm like the the person trying
3: to catch the fish in the river, just, you know. Yeah, just a little back.
0: bit a little <laughs> bit short every time. Um you actually oh. were able to like get like a handful of feathers at one point and she just again just kind of slips your grasp. Um, have you told Apple and Lee?
3: You like it's like, spotted It's 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 the the Ken-Ku. The kankoo's oh. here causing trouble. I can't catch her. Damn. All right, if you
0: guys, if you two would like yeah. to give uh, Chase, yes. it's entirely up to you, yeah. uh, but it'll be a stealth yeah.
2: check. Wait, in my stilts? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. On your Do stilts, it. or you can take them, uh, you know what, I can even say that if you take them off and tap them twice, they'll turn into like the size of toothpicks, and you can keep them in your pocket.
2: Oh, I like that. Okay, perfect, because yeah, I I'll
0: can give, just imagine
2: that. falling in those.
0: <laughs> right? Uh, a 16, OK?:
2: So Apple hey. rolled a 12.:
0: You rolled above a 10. Finally. <laughs> yay. All right. So um, Cypress, you are keeping the attention of Kettle Steam as she's running through the crowd, And what she's not expecting is a rabbit folk and a satyr to be part of your posse. Uh, <laughs> and with the help of Leem and Apple, you the three of you manage to corner kettle Steam. And, uh, Rain, uh, brings up the rear and gets up behind her and just says, Listen, we don't want any trouble. We just want to know why you're here and what's happening. And with that, uh, Kettlestein kind of stops, uh, and doesn't really put up much more of a fight and, um, you know, uh, Rain kind of has her by the arm and she uh, walks her kind of out of the crowd that was watching uh, the performance at the Silver Song Lake. And you guys just kind of go over uh, to where the crowd is uh, a little less dense. And uh, Kettle Steam and Rain sit down and have a pretty serious conversation. And Leem and Apple and Cypress, feel free to chime in if you guys uh, have any questions for, for Kettle Steam or anything like that. But she offers up the following information. Many years ago, I made a pact with Zablina, the archfey who rules the Feywild domain of Presmere. Recently, I've become convinced that something is wrong. And as a warlock, I sense that Zablina is no longer in touch, and it's a very disconcerting thought. And Rain kind of nods because Rain hasn't heard from Zablina either, and Rain is also deeply connected to Zablina. So they kind of bond over that at first and expressing their uh, concern for their patron. Um, Kettlesteam just wants to talk to the carnival's owners about Presmere, but They keep giving her the cold shoulder. And she knows, or at least she's pretty sure she knows, that they know more than they're letting on. And during her last visit, Kettlesteam shares that she heard Witch and Light talking in their wagon. And... Uh, She repeats the conversation using her mimicry trait to imitate uh, Light's voice as someone's going to find out about this and they're going to shut us down. And she hears, which you guys hear, which is calm, steady reply of, We agreed to this pact. Our hands are forced, but our eyes are open we let the hourglass coven take what they want we agreed to this our hands are forced and our, but our eyes were open we let the hourglass coven take what it wants and in return we stay in business that is what you want right? Kettlesteam uh, admits to causing trouble in the carnival and will not stop until Witch and Light divulge what they know about Zablina and Pressmere and due to terms of her Fay fe- pact with Zablina she can never enter Pressmere um, so she begins to plead with uh you guys to please head to Pressmere. Please find out what's happening with Zablina. I am so concerned and I'm tired of coming to this carnival. I don't like it here. I don't like the people that are in here. I think everything is shady and not what it appears to be, and I've seen many terrible things happen, and I just want Zablina to be okay.
3: What terrible please. things?
0: I've I've heard of people going missing. I've heard of items going missing. I've heard of, uh, you know, memories, even, of people who have been to the carnival um, just suddenly disappearing.
3: That's frightening.
0: Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. I don't like forgetting.
0: No, forgetting is terrible.
3: Do you know what the Hourglass Coven's taking? Did you overhear that?
0: I don't know. Well, I mean, I assume that they're the ones behind, uh, you know, uh, the the people missing and the the things missing and even, you know, the, the memories and changes of mood.
3: Do you know where the entrance to Presmere is? I know you can't enter, but it would help if you tell us where it is if you know it.
0: A kettle Steam says, I think I have it figured out. I think. And here's what I think I think that you guys get a, get a hold of Mr. Light's witch light vein, the thing that you saw in gold with the ball and the butterfly that spins on the top. Um, and I would use it as leverage to blackmail him into showing you the way to Press Mirror. That's what I think. And I'm happy to help if that's what you guys want to do.
1: I mean, if that's Earth? the only way, I guess
0: yes.
3: <laughs> Seems excessive.
1: Is there another way?
0: I mean, maybe. You
3: no know, like door or something we just, you know. Yeah, as a as a, as a
0: DM, there's always more than one way. <laughs> <laughs> Just depends on yeah, which, yeah, right. Just depends on which way you guys want to go, and don't forget to kettle steam has been causing some trouble mm-hmm. in the carnival, right? Yeah, and you guys just saw her completely destroy Palasha during Palasha's mm-hmm. performance.
2: Yeah, that was pretty bad.
0: Yeah, pretty terrible, and uh, probably safe to say that she might have had something to do with Candlefoot's situation. That's me giving you guys a brass ring.
3: we were hired to uh, help out Presmir so we'll be doing that anyway but you gotta stop the, the the bad things it's not nice
0: what do you mean bad
2: things
3: do, what you were doing to Palasha
2: yeah you're tearing her down that was that pretty poor, rude
3: the, the poor dwarf with the dragonfly rides I saw you there
2: well, oh, that's—it's just
0: I'm just trying to get the attention of Mr. He could got gotten really
3: lit. hurt, and then with that, like I stand my full height in front of her and
0: give me an imitation. Uh, I, give me imita- mm. Im- Im- <laughs> No, <laughs> Give me an intimidation check, please. <laughs>
2: I wanted that to keep going. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: Nineteen.
0: Yeah, it solidly works, and you don't even ask for it, but she holds out to you guys a corn husk doll. And it has a uh, thorny stem tied around its neck. And it is dressed, although more colorfully, um, but it is dressed like Candlefoot. What's this? Um, And she... Uh, I won't say happily, but she does divulge all of the information. She explains that this is how she was able to steal the voice. She tells you how to break the spell. All you have to do is untie the thorns around the doll's neck, and Candlefoot will be able to speak again. I do that. Okay. And, um... Yeah, you you do that and and somewhere in the carnival Candlefoot uh, suddenly begins to, uh, you know, color starts seeping back into his skin into his hair, into his eyes even into the costume that he's wearing and uh, he starts to get back some of his bravado and his confidence and and all of that kind of stuff uh, with the restoration of his voice
3: Nice Mm -hmm. Is it safe to destroy the doll or should I hang on to it?
0: I I don't like to destroy things that have been, or I don't I wouldn't leave it somewhere where somebody else could just pick it up. I, 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 I hesitate to leave magic items laying around like that, but yeah. you know it, it is actually up to you all.
3: Zephyrus hangs onto the doll.
0: Cool. As your conversation with Kettlestein the Kenq uh, begins to wrap up, she promises not to cause any trouble for the rest of the evening. She can't make any promises about tomorrow night, but for the rest of tonight, she promises to steer clear of causing any kind of
3: trouble. Um, Excellent. Just leave f- civilians out of it.
0: Yeah, and she she nods, perhaps a little bit embarrassed of her behavior, um, but uh, she agrees to your terms to be let go and, and not be brought directly in front of Mr. Witch and Mr. Light, because that would be very bad for her right now. Um, you guys do hear a bunch of noise, once again, erupting from the big top. It is time to crown the Witch Light Monarch. Are you guys gonna go it's and me. take in the sights and sounds?
2: <laughs> it's
0: me. It's, me. it's, it's me. me! it's gonna be me! It's gonna be me! Yeah! I love it. So you guys head back to uh, the big top again. Not going to cost you a ticket to get in. This is a, a free public thing that they're doing. And as you guys go inside, uh, the crowd is quite different than it was before. Uh, the crowd is um, expectant this time. Uh, there's great tension among the uh, the audience, and as everybody is starting to take their seats, and once again, you guys um, have managed to uh, get your seats right down, you know, front row right at the bottom, and uh, as spectators begin to take their seats in the big top, uh, you see um, a giant black cat um, appear, and he has these two, like, I I guess the word is tentacles that come out from his neck. It's a displacer beast, basically. Um, You Uh see him come out from the back, and he's escorting um, Mr. Witch into the coronation and mm. they stand side by side, uh, next to Candlefoot and Mr. Light gives his opening speech and the monarch is selected. So, you know, you hear the welcome to you all to the witch light carnival. I hope that this evening has been as much fun for you as it has been for us. Simply watching your enjoyment is more than we could possibly ask for Mr. uh, you know, Mr. Witch and Mr. Light, uh, kind of take on and take off this opening speech and this welcoming speech and as they do the other um, is making giant gestures trying to get the crowd um, behind everything that they're saying so when they're talking about uh, you know I hope you guys are having fun one of them is like you know lots of clapping and, and you know trying to get people to make noise kind of like the way when you walk into a room and nobody is really sure if this is the kind of event where you're supposed to make a whole bunch of noise and the person on stage is like dying so they're like right. <laughs> waiting for that feedback to happen and, and for the crowd to start cheering and all that kind of stuff. So as wow. that starts to get underway, you hear this drum roll. Yeah. That's a drum roll, I guess, in Nero, Nero, Nero,
1: The fastest drum
0: yeah.
3: roll. <laughs> so
0: um, there is a thread of golden light that begins to wind its way through the audience. It's going up. And then it comes back down the seats, and it goes along a row, and it eventually begins to coil around Cypress. Ooh. Ooh. Pretty. And <laughs> as it does, Cypress, you are compelled to stand. It's almost like the the thread is is oh, you know pulling you along and you you stand and you take a couple of steps forward and as you are now standing in front of everyone, you're now kind of like four or five steps into the very center ring where everyone is standing and you're looking at them, they're looking at you and you look over your shoulder and the whole place <laughs> is staring at Cypress. What's her reaction
3: to that? Mm-hmm. Big eyes and like she turns very sheepish
0: mm-hmm.
3: and you know I'm just like kind of gives like awkward wave
0: <laughs> and as you do we'll that as you do that awkward wave there's like one person in the very very back was like i saw her she was really good at the snail race i saw her and like then like everybody just it's infectious and everybody is clapping and everybody is celebrating and uh wow you hear the the calliope from outside it starts playing like this ridiculously happy and joyful music the mood is over the top there's ribbons and glitter and you get this giant crown and um, you're actually cyprus going to walk away with something called the charm of the monarch okay so you're handed this thing and you immediately become aware of its benefits So there's no waiting for this one the charm of the monarch the charm of the monarch you can sprout a pair of beautiful butterfly wings and as long as you have the wings you gain a flying speed equal to your walking speed you gain plus five on all charisma based ability excuse me ability checks and these effects last for one hour after you use the charm three times it will vanish And even if it, the charm does vanish, you will have the title of Witchlight Monarch forever as a title.
3: Neat. Neat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so with that, um, you know you you now have uh, your crown. You have your little charm that you can carry with you all the time, basically like a certificate that says that you're great. And um, <laughs> you know, Mr. Witch and Mr. Light approach you. There's lots of handshaking. Um, I would say there's picture opportunities, but I know that there's no such thing as cameras here. So there's some kind of documenting that happens. Uh, there's great detail. Yeah, <laughs> or perhaps there is a, a turtle in the audience uh, with a floating scroll and a, a quill <laughs> that starts taking down all of this information. And uh,
3: waves if she sees it. Yeah,
0: and uh, you know, the, the quill stops and kind of gives you a little wave back and goes back to writing. And Mr. Witch and Mr. Light invite you to a private meeting between you, your friends, and Mr. Witch and Mr. Light. They simply would like to thank you for being patrons of the Witchlight Carnival. Okay. Alright. So, <laughs> the place that they um, would like to meet up with you is inside of the Hall of Illusions.
3: Okay. Okay. <laughs> sure. So everybody is weird, but
0: yeah, it it is a little weird, but bear with me. Um, So you guys are going to uh, head over to the Hall of Illusions, everybody together. And as uh, Witch and Light move through the Hall of Illusions, their reflections, um, you know, show them as like gloomy Shatterkai children. And uh, they're walking with your own very youthful, jubilant uh, reflections. And I don't think you all went in here before. So this could be a little bit weird. Um, Apple, I don't think you went in before, did you?
2: Uh, to the Hall of Illusions? Yeah. yeah, I think
0: I did. You did? Okay, what about Leem? Yeah, we all went in. You all went in? Okay, yeah. sorry, I was yeah, yeah, I pretty sure. to yeah. okay. remember. Um, so you guys get in, and uh, again, you're seeing your, your youthful reflections, and uh, soon, they call you to a halt. And the mirror now shows everyone at their true age, exactly as you appear right now. And Mr. Witch addresses you in a hushed, a hushed tone. And he says, everything you seek, and more, lies beyond this mirror. If you mean to step through, stand in front of the glass and repeat this rhyme. Hither, tither, here and there, wander yonder, show me where.
1: All right, let's do it. Okay. Okay. Let's yeah. Do it. And they... I'll go first.
0: Oh, you go.
3: Oh. I recognize some of those. We can all hold hands and do it.
0: Oh my gosh. Okay, please yeah, do go. it. Let's go. Please can do. We? it. wait. Yeah, please do. Yes. Are you gonna murmur? Yep. Are you gonna? Are you gonna mutter the rhyme?
2: Yeah, I'll, I'll get yeah. it wrong. Let's do it. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> Hither, tither, here sh- and there,
1: here and there. Yeah.
0: Uh. <laughs> Wander yonder, show me where. Wander yonder, show me where. Wander yonder. all right perfect so as you guys (laughs) say say this rhyme um a mist appears in the mirror and it begins to swirl and it starts to blot out your reflection and before you guys step through witch and light have two last pieces of information which says mind the rule of three future present and past and light says find the alicorn and free the dormant queen at last and with that they shove you through the mirror Ah! and that is where we're going to wrap up this week
2: hooray (laughs) (laughs) hither tither here and there (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> My god.